Hi, this is Mark Moxley from Lake Street Supply in downtown Chicago. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO. Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. And true currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine will... Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. Clean beaches and sparkling sand. He won't make her double dig in her garden if she doesn't make him try broccoli aromatherapy. Here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Have forests, no wetlands, well. Good planets are in the main. Right. 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 Hey. Right. Good morning. And uh, back from the wilds of western Kentucky, <laughs> where I saw the uh, total solar eclipse, and I highly advise it. So for those of you who want to go out and do it this week, yeah, I say go go to western Kentucky. <laughs> go for it. Check it out. Check it out. It'll be a lot of fun. You'll, hey, you'll have a great time. What's happening today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the studio with us is the one, the only, Melinda Myers. Let's give her a... I missed. How did I miss? Okay. Uh, triple ding. I rate. That's right. You do. You do. Because uh, she is an award, many multi-award winning horticulturist. Um, and I have to just suppress all of my angst when you're in the room and, and my my jealousy and my envy and all that and all that. I just have to like I, I turn into hey, Donald when, Trump when when I don't think anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah, Donald doesn't do this. That's no. right. He doesn't try. To suppress. I know. I know. And that's how I know I'm a better human being than Donald Trump. Uh, well, I know that on a daily basis. I mean, I wake up and go. Yeah, I'm a better human being than Donald Trump. Okay, let's move on with the rest okay, of the day. Exactly. Uh, but uh, it's so great to have you here. And finally, back in well, in our new studio last year or this this actually January, you were on the show, right? Uh, and I believe last year you were on pirate radio via phone. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Which she was not in the studio because this was... is the first time I've ever met you in person. Exactly. And usually I'm working weekends, so it's nice. I had the Saturday off. And so I could come down in person and experience your new studio, which is really mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It's a cute little entryway. You guys don't have enough fun, I noticed, uh, when I was listening. No, Not enough don't. fun. Not at all. And uh, so it's great to be here and great to meet you in person. Oh, welcome. And and what I'm going to ask you is, uh, what are you going to do? What what are we going to do about those U's in the front of the building here? Oh, dear. Uh, I think someday they might just disappear, do you think? Uh, I think <laughs> Somebody with a pickup uh, and a chain or uh, a chainsaw. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah. Oh, just, they were here yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Oh, vandals. That's just terrible. But, but doesn't it, I mean, isn't it something you, you walk into a building like this and that's sort of the uh, typical what you see in in almost not not just in a in a in a commercial building but in a home. Uh, the idea is the default is some kind of shrubbery, and it's usually a yew or a juniper or um, a uh, what's the a privet or something like that. But the privets are usually bush, along the wall. Burning bush, yes. And they're usually shoved up against the foundation very close. When I, my now ex-husband and I bought our house in Milwaukee, it came with little yew bushes. And he was also a horticulturist. And I said, let's get rid of those. He goes, oh, they're free plants. I went, you're saying what everybody says. What's wrong with you? So when the divorce happened, I kept the house and the yews were the first thing after him to go. So (laughs) you out of here. (laughs) Yeah, with the the chainsaw. Yes, exactly. Oh, my goodness. There is a place. Um, but I think we can be more creative. And I think that's the, the challenge for people. They see it, so they're like, I can do that. They buy a bunch of them, stick them in there, and then they're done. But you're right. 
we could all be more creative. Uh, Joellen Meyer Sharp is watching us on. Uh, oh, hey, Joellen. Hi. Wait, I got to Jeannie get this Davis out of my... says clap, clap, clap. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That that game is over. Okay. <laughs> that unless that's for us. That's no, the, I think the, that's for us. The oh, Robbie Earhart Robbie was game. One clap. That is done. All right, <laughs> but if you're clapping for us, Jeannie, thank you so much, and folks watching. Yes, we're we are streaming live on uh, Facebook this morning. We streamed live on Facebook yesterday. What a wonderful event uh, Peggy mm-hmm. and I went to, which was the Crate Free Illinois Factory Farms Forum. Nice. Yeah. At Nana Restaurant. At Nana Restaurant in oh. Bridgeport neighborhood. And Give them a ding. We had uh, a great crowd and what a wonderful panel. You know, our video, we've already got 1,700 views on that. It's, it's, up. it's almost 1,900 now. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. We're gonna, it's so so go got... to Create Free Illinois' Facebook page when you're done watching our live. <laughs> no, no, no. Go to the Mike Novak Show Facebook <laughs> okay, page. Okay, that too. Because we, we shared it up there. So it was all about factory farms and how we solved that problem. Um, Wisconsin certainly has that issue. Right. Um, Melinda yeah. Myers is from Wisconsin, and uh, we'll get to her in a second. But Peggy needs to take care of some business. Since both of you are gardeners here, are you ready to make your lawn beautiful and sustainable? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, now's the time. That's right. Late summer, early fall is the time to make those improvements. How did you know that? <laughs> I've talked to Logic Lawn Care. <laughs> okay. All right. They're a local company. They use a holistic approach to make your lawn safe for kids, your pets, and you. Logic works with schools, park districts, and municipalities as well. So get a free estimate. Go to LogicLawnCare.com or call 847-421-6500. 847-421-6500. And if you want to call us, it's 847-475-1590. Talk to Melinda Myers. We'll answer some gardening questions. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Molecki. We'll be right back. Are you ready to make a positive change in the world around you? One that is easy and creates beauty? Make the switch to native plants, natural communities native plants. Enjoy the elegance of nature, the birds, the pollinators, and yes, even monarch butterflies without the excessive maintenance and without pesticides. Natives create food for our pollinators and birds, offset climate change, cleanse water, reduce floodwaters, and they look great. Natural Communities has more than 200 species of affordable woodland, wetland, and prairie plants, as well as shrubs, trees, and seeds native to the Midwest. And now is the time to get those plants established in your yard for a head start next year. Go to naturalcommunities.net. And if you use the magic word NOVAK, N-O-W-A-K, at checkout, you'll get 10% off your purchase until October 1st. Don't just get back to nature. Create it in your own backyard. Go to naturalcommunities.net. Streets Alive is Evanston's free annual Open Streets event, and it's coming to Main Street in Evanston this September 10th from 1 to 5 p.m. Streets Alive features a climbing wall, yoga, karate demos, music, interactive art, delicious food, and more. It also includes the Evanston Green Living Festival for folks looking for products, services, and ideas that promote sustainable lifestyles. For details, visit evanstonstreetsalive.org. I'm meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Listen to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, Saturday, 10 to 11, Sunday, 9 to 11, and listen for my weekly updates on both weather and climate on how the environment is changing and whether or not you're going to have tomatoes coming up in the month of July. Again, each weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 11 on Saturday, 9 to 11 on Sunday on WCGO 1590 AM, Chicago's Smart Talk. That sound you hear is my time machine letting me know it's time to return to our own world. This is your talk, WCGO. Hang on. Okay, I have to play this in honor of uh, Melinda Myers, who's in the studio, because her glory days uh, just passed her by. <laughs> Done, finished, got to retire now. You know, she got the award. August, it's all over. August, August 7th, she got the Hall of Fame award from the Garden Writers Association, and uh, that was in Buffalo. She immediately threw it into Lake Ontario and, <laughs> and headed home. 
<laughs> you know, they're they're never going to give that to me. Uh, those uh, those those people. Uh, well, that's okay. We all love you. So even that, if I'm not a member anymore, well, right? it's okay. I'll, I'll you'll be my buddy <laughs> member. How's that? Okay. I just I do have to say though, it's a very embarrassing thing about you know. Let's just talk gardening. But I want to thank you and all the other media people that give me the chance to reach out to gardeners because it's really about teaching for me whether it's radio or television or in-person lectures. And without partners like you, I wouldn't have the opportunity to reach your listeners. So thank you. Because they kicked you off of a radio station in, in, <laughs> in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, that is true. So a funny story. The salesman from that radio station yeah. came up and said, we love that commercial you do for one of my sponsors. We'd like to put it in the Fix-It show. And I said, don't you remember you fired me? <laughs> I'm thinking maybe. <laughs> no, maybe this isn't the partnership I'm looking for. Uh, but... Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know, you could you, you could uh, rise above all of it and say, sure. For pal. enough money. For enough money. <laughs> I think exactly. he was thinking gratis, you know, take wow. my sponsor and get their money. So the Fix It you, show Melinda. is still there. And yes. Melinda, yeah, I know. And it's crazy because, uh, well, for one thing, you know, you know, uh, our friends, friends of this show, uh, the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardeners. Uh, right. Uh, Joey and Holly, and they're wonderful, and they landed a, a show at a in station Milwaukee, in yeah. Milwaukee. So that's good. It that, is good. So you got that going. But how can how can a big metropolis like Milwaukee, Chicago? Uh, I'm the only guy that's been doing this in Chicago now for 20 years. For 20 years. Yeah. And um, and I've bounced around here, as you know. It's 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 because. And I'll be honest, the stations in Chicago aren't that interested. You know, it's only the number one uh, hobby in America, basically, gardening. And um, so why aren't these stations interested in in hearing about that? I think they're looking for big advertisers and big money. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always follow with the gardening, which I think we have the opportunity is you know, my, my vision is to make the world kinder and gentler, one garden and gardener <laughs> at a time. Because I think if you garden, you are a, you have to be optimistic or you'd never do it. You find you tend the earth, you tend people better. And and I guess we're just too nice, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> y- you are nice. I'm not. All right. I, I know that you're nicer than I am. So, uh, but, uh, so here we, but, but it doesn't, you know what, folks? Melinda didn't end around all of you. She just doesn't need the radio show because she does the TV thing and she writes and she's got her website and and she gets all of this information out. She does the great book series and and on and on. She doesn't need you anymore. <laughs> I uh, do. I do miss radio, as you know. Radio yeah. is where we all get to interact. TV's nice, but it's one way. And, oh, it's and totally. radio is and it's so all scripted nice. within an inch of its life, basically. I mean, you, they'll they'll say, "Okay, explain this," but really, you've got this very limited time frame. And as Peggy and I have talked about, and with people who have been in the studio and and, and studios with us, uh, it's a real conversation. Right. I don't I don't know where right. this is going uh, in the next you know half hour. I have no idea. Right, and and, and that's what's fun and exciting. You know, and especially if you've talked to the person before, no, it can be a two-way conversation and not one of these, so, Peggy, what do you think? Because our guest isn't talking to us. Yeah. Well, that could be a long hour. I'm not worried about that with you. <laughs> that's for sure. So that's uh, Melinda Myers, and uh, as you heard, she's done a ton of stuff, and, and seriously, she just uh, did win a Hall of Fame award from the Garden Writers Association. Give her a ding for that. Thank you. And you uh, do that the other way. <laughs> I know. I'm very impressed. The first time I appeared with you, there was only one bell. So, uh, hey. <laughs> yeah, we've, we have There's moved actually a have third your, one oh, hiding is in there. the studio. Oh, so uh, it has to be really good to bring the third one out. <laughs> and uh, and uh, well-deserved for for all the work you do. So well, thank uh, you. And, and I say it's time to retire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, but we do want to answer your gardening questions here today. I see that we've got Vince on the line. We're going to get to him in just a second. Uh, 847-475-1590. Or, or tweet us or Facebook us. Right. All We've got all those uh, methods at, at as Mike well. At Mike Now and uh, the Mike Novak Show. That's right. The Mike Novak Show on Facebook, at Mike Now on Twitter, and uh, Ask Away. Uh, and we will do our best. Uh, you know, l- l- you can play a game of Stump the Horticulturist. Uh, that's, that's true. That There's works. so much to know that and it wouldn't be the first time, and I'm sure not the last either. Uh, no. <laughs> Those things happen all the time. And what I find now, what's interesting about what you do is 
you're you're kind of a generalist, right? And you'll get well, I'll get experts in specific areas here. Uh, you know, tree guy, and then somebody calls about perennials, and the tree guy go, I don't know anything about that. No, I you know I don't study that. But the thing about um, uh, somebody like you is somehow you've got to know everything. And then I know when to direct them to the expert. Exactly. Because, and that's, that's you know, part of it, too. Yeah. And I think my background, I was an extension agent for a while. And you have to be a generalist back in mm-hmm. those days. And extension is the outreach arm of the university because mm-hmm. it's becoming less and less part of our culture, too. So they're having budget issues. But oh, that yeah. was great training, yeah. you know, because the phone would ring and you never knew mm-hmm. who was going to call about what. And you'd lecture just like you do. You go out and speak and there are always questions. So it's a, a good learning experience. And that's what I think we love about what we all do because if you knew it all and there was nothing to learn what's the point yeah, yeah. and so you know when people ask me those questions i say hey i'm just a radio guy what do i, <laughs> what do I know uh, and i'll try to point him in the right direction and you know i'm the, i don't have the same training you, you do but I, I am a master gardener and it's one of the things you learn as a master gardener is if you don't know the answer Show them how to get the answer. Exactly. Know how to point them in the right direction. So, because somebody will know the answer and bust you out if you make something up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's take that phone call because okay. then I, I I do want to talk eclipse a little bit and other okay. stuff and maybe some garden myths we can bust. Ooh, that'd be fun. Bust some garden myths here today. But let's go to Vince in Melrose. Who's hey? He's a repeat caller. Uh, Vince, uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show. Hey guys, how you doing today? Good morning. Hi. Fabulous show. I love it. I love it. I love gardening. Um, God, I'm 61 years old, and 20 years ago you told me I was going to be a gardener. (laughs) I would have never believed it. You know what? I'll be honest with you, Vince. That's sort of the path of my life. I came to Chicago to be an actor, ran a theater company. If anybody had You're told, not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. and if anybody had told me I was doing this uh, at my age now, I'd have said, "Oh, oh, really? Come on, give me a break. That's not going to happen." And do you hear how young your voice is? It's because gardeners are young. I meet eighty-year-old, ninety-year-old mm-hmm. gardeners that. You know, they may be moving a little slower and maybe uh, groaning when they get up and down, but boy, they are young at heart and some of the most interesting people. It's something to live for. It is. It really is. And I'll tell you what, my my friends and, you know, they always give me the, the stuff about it. And it's like, listen, it's a positive. Mm-hmm. I plant exactly. a seed, I water, I take care of it, it grows nice and it gives me fruit. Yeah. I've had two children. I watered, I said. <laughs> You're still waiting for the harvest, <laughs> aren't you? Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> they're twins and a oh boy and a girl, and they're born on my birthday, so you can't wow. see any, any type of uh, different chemistry there. But night and day, <laughs> night and day, it is unbelievable. But anyway, I got two questions, really. Um, first of all, do, do milkweeds come back next year, and do they spread? <laughs> uh, yeah, do they ever? Uh, well, it depends but, whose garden, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they, they do. The, uh, one of the things uh, you can do, in fact, the, there are a couple of ways you can propagate milkweed, but I'm not going. I'm not the expert here. No, so. go, well, no. I was going to say one of the things is they spread by rhizomes, <laughs> underground right, rhizomes. Right. Mm-hmm. Which can be a little vigorous, so you could either dig up the offshoots that you don't want or contain them that way. If you don't want them to spread into your neighbor's yard, oh, I want them to spread. okay, then oh, the seed let the seeds release. I just have milkweeds growing everywhere in my garden, yeah. you know, oh, and and they're not planned, you know they they kind of appear in this garden, and I'm like, oh, they'll be okay there. And I pay twenty six dollars for one plant. Well, the good thing is, let the seeds... well, what kind of milkweed? Yeah, though? that's, that's a good the point. question. That's a really good point. You know, if it was common milkweed. You'll yeah, have you, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and you overpaid. Uh, but but if it was, uh, you know, a butterfly... Not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> if it was butterfly weed, yeah, who knows? It might be uh, worth the money, but there's different species of, uh, of milkweed. Um, but, yeah, if you're talking about common milkweed, they spread uh, via rhizomes and, and seeds. And what we do sometimes, is, you know, those big pods you get in the fall, mm-hmm. I call them seed bombs. And, and, <laughs> it's a great and, name. And what you do is you, you, you hurl a seed bomb over somebody's fence into their yard <laughs> so they'll have milkweed. Or into a field that's nearby. Or, you know, if you want to do a little gorilla gardening, take a seed bomb from a milkweed plant and put it someplace where you want milkweed to grow. Exactly. And okay, then, in oh, that seed bomb... There are seeds inside of it, or is it just one seed? 
Many, many seeds. <laughs> yeah. Many, okay, many, many seeds. It's, it's a big, big and fluffy. I'm learning here. No, that's no, 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 we're we're just excited because actually, and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they used to use the contents of the seed pods in World War II for life life jackets. jackets. Exactly, and they would have children collecting the seed pods and turning them in to oh, go cool. into life jackets. So you've got this big fluffy white. There's a cottony uh, kind cottony of thing with, on with the, the seed. seed on and, it. And yeah. what happens, when it gets ripe, it opens by itself. It splits open, and then all of those seeds float out. Yeah, think dandelion. And it's a it's the same <laughs> same mechanism uh, for uh, a milkweed yeah, plant. Yeah, little parachute. Little parachute right. seeds, and they okay. blow everywhere. And they're wonderful. Oh, and for the folks that aren't like you that want a little more contained growth, Solventii is a cultivar or is a variety that is a little less aggressive. So it looks right. very much like common milkweed. Well, so uh, I, I know you want it to spread, but someone out there may be going, well, I don't want quite that many, and I like my neighbors, so I'm not going to do the seed bomb into their yard. Listen, <laughs> listen. People are just uh, people. Yes. Flowers and gardens are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> people are just people. People give you trouble. Gardens don't. Oh, uh, that's I, not true either. <laughs> yeah, I do have a problem in my garden too, and I want to get to that too. I also have Russian sage surrounding it, and I just wanted to know if I could cut back some of the tops of the Russian sage. Will I still get a bloom this year from it? Mine's it's already deep. flowering, and I don't think it's getting. No, mine's kind flowering. Of a, yeah, I don't think you'll get a second flush. I, no. I just think okay. we're. I don't know. I, I want Tracy DeSabato out yes, book to, right here. I, yes, I don't have exactly. It. Yeah. And I think I, we're just a little late a little for late, it. Think, so yeah. the good news is, though, I leave mine stand for mm-hmm. winter. It blooms along. I don't ever cut mine back, and it blooms for months. Oh, it doesn't kill it. No, uh, no. Oh, so okay, I mean, it so blooms. Leave it next year. I mean, well, leave the it, winter. Leave it stand for the winter, and then late winter, cut it back to like four inches above the ground, okay. and then it'll it'll help keep it a little more compact. And if that doesn't yeah. work, cut it again in mid June, halfway back. For older plants, they tend to be sort of like all of us, a little yeah. slouchy, yeah. and little so slow. yeah, a little <laughs> slow. So one cut back usually is enough, but two. So if you have an older plant and it tends to flop. In mid-June, cut it halfway, and that will help reduce the height. What's, right, uh, Vince, right, you, you right. need to pick up Tracy DeSabado Aus's book called The Well-Tended Perennial. Uh, I'm visually impaired. Um, oh, uh, I wonder if... It, it, might, it might be on audio might. She sold over 200,000 copies of it, so yeah. <laughs> there's got to be an audio version. The Well-Tended Perennial Garden. Well-Tended Perennial Garden. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the uh, talking book from uh, Washington Library of Congress, whatever. Okay. And they've got some great books. The only thing that really makes me mad is they refer to illustrations. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be a little dis- yeah, disheartening. I've got about, about 30% vision. Anyway, the other problem is I kind of over-fertilize my tomatoes. Oh. And How do you know that? Because they're dying. <laughs> well, that might not have been it. Could be blight. It There's is, all, you know, tomatoes. It is because where I over fertilized, those are real bad. The other ones are doing fine. What what kind of fertilizer did you use, and how much did you Rapid apply? Grow. What? Oh, Rapid grow. Okay. Or miracle miracle miracle, 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 miracle grow. grow. Okay. And a little spoonful by every little plant. Ooh. Yeah. Well, well, a little spoonful shouldn't be that well, much. Well, direct or did you yeah. mix it and no, I just so. put it on the I put it on the dirt. I've done it for a few years, and I just put a little bit, get a little more aggressive this year. Well, okay. the the other thing, if you over fertilize, you get more lush succulent growth, and that's more susceptible to disease problems and insects as well. So it Ooh. could be secondary, or it could be fertilizer. Fertilizer burn is usually pretty quick. Yeah. Browning, right. but if you had a lot of lush succulent growth and then it started wilting and discoloring, then it may be a it's, disease. I, I tell you, with with tomatoes, Vince, uh, there's so much that goes on, and as uh, Melinda says, it could be a secondary, mm-hmm. it could be the result of fertilization, it could be the result of something else, it could be the variety, it could be that you got the variety and it already had a disease. It's just so many things. It's really hard to tell with with tomatoes. Yeah, and, and, well, is there and, anything that can be done? Uh, at this point, I would say pretty much no. Um, okay. You're 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 kind. Of, we're 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 at the end. It's almost September, you know. And I've, my, had, I've had my tomatoes grow all the way through mid October. I know, but the problem is they're not growing from the beginning. And you know, it's it's if you got a, a huge plant and 
Yeah, I mean, not, yeah, you'll get, you'll, you'll get well. some growth. You're not going to get the same kind yeah. of production that you got in June. It's okay. just not going to happen. Uh, so uh, my advice, get some or- organic fertilizer and okay. uh, use that next year. And, okay. and, and read uh, or, or have someone yeah, read, read, read me, the, yeah. the, the label directions and follow them carefully. I, I say this all the time, and I'm sure you do, Melinda, right. at Garden Talks. Please read and follow label directions. Don't oh, think, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, I've learned. And, and more is not better. I think that's a common problem among, if, if the little is good, more is better, and that's mm-hmm. not the case. So it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a common problem, not just in gardening, but I think throughout uh, our culture. Yeah. So. yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Vince, we got to let you go, but thank you. It's always fabulous talking to you. I learned a lot. Thank All you right. very much, and I always listen. And thanks for growing those milkweeds for the monarchs. Yeah, we appreciate that. All right, that's Melinda Myers. Uh, Garden expert, award winner, friend, and friend, gardener, friend. and fellow gardener. That's <laughs> She'll be a better right back. Title. We got more questions to answer. You're listening to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color perms and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne keratin smoothing products that let you shampoo the same day. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at OrganicRootsEcoSalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. Hi, this is Ron Calgill from Mighty House. Are you looking for a cool ride that you can plug in so you can flip off the guy at the gas station? The Illinois Solar Energy Association is raffling off a 2017 Tesla Model X, and only 2,500 tickets will be sold. Go to Illinois Solar and click on the link to the Tesla raffle. You can buy one ticket for $100 or four tickets for $300. All the raffle proceeds will fully benefit the Illinois Solar Energy Association, a nonprofit working to advance solar energy development throughout the state of Illinois. The winner will be drawn on December 7, 2017. That's IllinoisSolar.org. A good day's gardening can sometimes be a bad day for your muscles and joints. Dr. Bonnie Flaster is a chiropractor who uses gentle, non-force adjustments to relieve pain. With 29 years of experience, she relies on a variety of treatments, including low-level laser, acupuncture, and gentle chiropractic. Visit her at River North Wellness Center and find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. Find out what's going on in Evanston. Tune in to Haggerty's Huddle every other Monday on French and Friends. Brought to you by Chicago Lee Magazine. Name the city's top magazine. Don't just read more, read better. This is in honor of Melinda. Because when she walks into the room, fire. I'm riding in your car. You turn on the radio. To 1590 WCGO. <laughs> and the Mike Novak Show. <laughs> okay, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Molecki and uh, Melinda Myers, horticultural friend. diva. Goddess. Uh, goddess. <laughs> yes. That's is, a lot to live here. up to. I'm just a gardener. We're going to give away something in a second, but uh, first of all, if I said the words tie dye, ombre, Applique, pleated, ruffled, quilled, cascade, picotty. What would I be talking about? I know the so tie dye tomato. Uh, oh, picotty. T- t- it's well. a tie dye tomato. Uh, ooh. Ooh, well, and I was thinking, let's see, we tie dye t shirt that I had. <laughs> not, not tomatoes or t shirts or pants or hair or waffles or even a weird I dream a I had last <laughs> night. Okay, that we may want want to share. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't want to know that. No, no, don't even ask that. Okay, uh, all those terms refer to daylilies. Oh, we should have known. You should have known. Darn. And, and of course, Yay. if you had a subscription to Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, you'd already know that. In the current issue, there are two. Count them two. two. Stor- stories about daylilies and the lengths that some people will go through to cultivate them and own True. them. Think crazy obsession. 
All right. <laughs> then there's my column on the inside back page oh, of dear. every issue. Think, what were the editors thinking when they hired him? <laughs> Chicago Land Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines, also featuring Melinda Myers uh, and and a bunch of other people. Right. Uh, uh, Joellen, Joellen is a ed- it, yes it was, is, 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 is part of state by state as well. Go to chicagolandgardening.com if you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South. Try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600. 888-265-3600. And now, let's give away something. So I have a Midwest Gardener's Guide. It's only been out for two years. And it's it's kind of a combination of what to do when, how to grow. So for each chapter, let's say annuals, it's a little, some tips on growing annuals, profiling over 250 plants, edible and ornamental, and then what to do when, kind of some general guidelines. So that it, you've it's got a, a wonderful little, book. It, a lot of a little things. So we thought we should do a quiz. Right. And the folks on Facebook are not eligible. Sorry, folks. Because you heard us. Because <laughs> we gave the away questions. the answer. We gave away the answer while we were talking on Facebook during the commercial break. Oops. Oops. Okay. And so, so Ben knows what are we going to take? Fifth caller? Uh, let's just take anybody who. <laughs> first you know, caller. First they caller. can answer the okay. question. If you can answer the question, three things in the garden that you can make tea out of. Correct. Tea. T-E-A. Not T-E-E, and then go play golf. <laughs> yeah, cut Cause, the stem. Because you and... could cut the stem, and right, you could create that as well. So Good clarification. Uh, so, and what do they win? Uh, they win a copy of the Midwest Gardener's Guide. The Midwest so, Gardener's um, Guide. So. so help them in their garden. Something great for winter so you can sit and plan. A good reference. You know, I look at books like Tracy's as a good reference book. So when I have a question, I open it to the page I need. Exactly. And then go back out in the garden. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you call us at 847-475-1590, We'll give you a copy of the book. We'll also accept a tweet oh. as a, uh, uh, for an answer or a Facebook post. So you can go to Mike, the Mike Novak Show on Facebook and do that. I suppose you could go to Instagram, but we check it like once every other month. Yeah, so we'll, let you, we'll let you know next <laughs> It'll year. It'll be for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do that. All those people who are like so into Instagram, I, I hate to break the news to you. We're not. Okay. Well, and I don't even have an account. Oh, okay, so I know what I can I say? You. I, I, I got to tell you, Melinda, we, uh, I'm going to bust a few people. I'm not, not by name, but we bring people on this show who don't even have Facebook accounts. Okay. And, I'm a and, little bit and, ahead of them. And they, ha- and they have no social media presence at all. And, and Peggy and I look at each other and think, we're trying to help you. We're trying to help promote your whatever your you get your book, your your product, your whatever. You're not helping us exactly. You, when you, when, if you don't even have a Facebook account, I gotta. I want to be able to tag you. So yes, this is, we are doing Facebook, Pinterest, and um, Twitter. So mm-hmm. there you go. I, Instagram and you've got two is Facebooks. Yes, it, yes, and and we're trying. And I have a team to help me because I am. <laughs> I heard the term Luddite. I'm not quite that bad, but I walk in a room and all the technology goes south. So, so, but I try to have a phone call. We'll we'll get to that. But before we do, uh, let's talk. um, uh, First of all, you've done said you've done some work in your garden. What are you seeing? Uh, a lot of weeds, so it's a constant <laughs> battle against the weeds. The weather's mm-hmm. been great for the weeds. Depends on your definition of a weed. <laughs> well, if I can't eat it and it takes over, well, what, except what for milkweed. What types of weeds are oh, you seeing? Oh, I'm seeing a lot of uh, purslane. Ragweed is in bloom and doing yeah. great, and I have hay yeah. fever. Mm-hmm. And I look at when you went, I'm thinking maybe you do too. I'm seeing um, thistles. I'm getting a little bit of a hand on it's. it's you got you know, thistles? Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I, you know I what? guess I'm lucky. You are. Hey. Yeah. Um, the finches love them. Yep. Yes, they do. And that's, that's why birdseed. <laughs> exactly. And and um, we did a Melinda's garden moment for next year uh, for TV on thistles that you might want thistle-like plants, and just to try to find some beauty, not the true thistles that are not. But but that's a really good point invasive. because I don't think most people know the difference between uh, an invasive thistle and a thistle that you can actually plant in your garden. Exactly. So do you, can you name names? So there? so we talked about globe thistle, which mm-hmm. does seed around, but you can keep it contained. We talked about sea holly, which is a oh yeah, I it, love sea holly. right yeah. the oryngiums, and there's one called Miss Wilmot's <laughs> ghost, and this is a great story you'll love. So apparently, this woman inherited five million dollars. 
dollars. Wouldn't we all like it? Spend it all on plants. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm going to oh, check my lotto ticket. Okay. Did, I, did I win? <laughs> I think oh, not. I don't think so. And, Here it is. I haven't even looked at it yet. And okay. she apparently was rather prickly. And so what she did is at night she would sprinkle the seeds of her thistle in her neighbor's yard. And after she died, they were all all her neighbors got <gasps> these thistles. Miss Wilmot's was Milmot's ghost because it has kind of a ghostly pale uh-huh. blue. But but that's head. not the crazy invasive one. No, it's not. Okay. It, it does right. recede a little, but not not noxious, not yeah. considered invasive. Scotch thistles considered invasive mm-hmm. in some places, but it is so cool architecturally. Yeah. So you know, depending on where you live and what's around you and how to manage it, there's some fun what you things can tolerate you can, in your exactly, garden. and what what will end up in your neighborhood. And it's I think it's really important for folks to not freak out if you have some weeds in your garden because a everybody has weeds, and, yes. b, and b they're 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 biodiversity. They're providing biodiversity in your garden exactly, which means that they're going to attract certain pollinators, certain mm-hmm. ins- other insects that do good things. It's not. The end of the world if you have some weeds. Exactly. You just kind of pick and choose so your plants can thrive better than the weeds. Build your soil. If you build your soil, your plants will outcompete the weeds. And I have everybody says, where are the bumblebees and honeybees? I'm like, they must be in my yard because I have tons yeah. of bees in my and yard. Wasps and wasps. And wasps. And, and so I what think plants it's because, do you have that are attracting them? Well, I think I have a lot of weeds. They love <laughs> there them. There you go. I have, I have um, clover in the I have. I have we I have a big yard, so it's just weeds yeah. and whatever grows. I have calmentha, which is a yeah. cultivated plant the bees love. Um, I have borage, which is a mm-hmm. wonderful herb. Mm-hmm. You can eat the flowers, candium, and the bees love them, and they reseed. They can be a little obnoxious. Um, I find them on. Just about, I got salvias they love. I find them on everything, actually. They, they love my oregano flowers. Oh, I mean, they herbs just go are the nuts best. On those. That's a really good point. Thyme and oregano, mm-hmm. all your herbs are really good for pollinators. Caterpillars of swallowtails love the dill and mm-hmm. the fennel. The bees love the thyme, the oregano. I think having a diversity in your garden also helps. You know, mm-hmm. I have... Aronia, some choke berries, and I have I have elderberries that a little big for the spot there. Oh yeah, talk to me yeah. about my uh, my. Oh, and I and I actually had a question about pruning uh, an oak leaf hydrangea oh. or, or, uh, because, but we okay. We got to give away these. And uh, you just did a gotta, hydrangea thing recently. Okay, so, okay. Yes. Uh, let's go to line two. And is that Rianuto? How do you pronounce that? Hey, that's okay, Mike. Yeah, it's, it's Renato. Renato, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Renato, uh, what is uh, what can you make tea out of? Tea out of? Wow. Uh, oh, oh, of oh. Did you did you know the question or you were you asking a question? Oh no, I didn't know. What was the question? Was it was it for me or to win <laughs> the contest? Oh, the the contest. contest to win the book. Yeah, three three plants you can make tea out of. T E A out of. Oh wow! Um, this, this were you were you wine. calling for a different reason? I, I'm not even sure. I, I, just, <laughs> uh, I just said something in the call to win guess, something. And I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I, I, win something. That's right. Okay, you know? so guess. Think about teas you've heard of or drank before. Um, uh, well, we enjoy black tea. Um, definitely okay. that's one. Hibiscus and um, lemon. You know. Okay. Uh, how about a okay, runner-up? Okay, okay. I'll send I'll out. Bye, we bye. got another. Put, uh, I'll put, take his. I'll send out two books. We'll give him a, a for being. his information, but let's get Catherine put, on. Put, put Renato on hold. Let's go to Catherine. Okay. Hi, Catherine. How are so, you? Hi. Okay. Uh, Sage. Sage. Yeah. Have yeah, you and made? Lemon balm. Wait, wait. You, have you made tea out of sage? Sure. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, you can. Uh, sage. Sage is one of the things that we used to trade in uh, before we were an independent country with England for uh, no China for tea. Oh wow! I, I knew sage was used for tea. So I'm not a huge sage lemon bomb. You said, and what was the third one? Mint. 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 Yeah, and so mint s- belongs in a pot on cement, so it can't yeah, invade exactly. your garden. Don't do that. Uh, we talked about some others. Bee balm. Uh, what else did we have? Uh, uh, thyme and thyme, some people ba- like Tulsi lavender. basil, lavender. Um, you can do oregano. You can do dandelion Almost. roots. Oh, you yes. can do uh, uh, comfrey, uh, chamomile. All yeah. right. Well, uh, Catherine, you're getting a book uh, from Melinda Myers. Uh, so uh, we're going to put you on hold. You give that information uh, to uh, Brandon. Brandon. And uh, <laughs> he, he, will, he will take care of that and we'll send it out to you. Where, do you, where are you listening from? 
I'm listening from Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, Wisconsinite. I hope she autographs it. Oh, I will. You know what? Make sure you leave your name if you want it personalized, but I'll definitely autograph it. And how about Ronaldo? I'll send you a small space book. That sounds great. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Uh, and, and Sage. Great. Thank you. Sage Thank you. tea is a stimulant, a diuretic, an expectorant, and it has anti-inflammatory properties. Wow. Oh, Looks good like for we arthritis. I'm going to have to, like, embrace Sage. <laughs> exactly. Embrace your inner Sage. Okay. Uh, that is Melinda Meyer. She's going to stick around for the uh, segment with Rick DeMaio, and I'm going to sneak in the question about pruning a okay. hydrangea. And we didn't get to any garden myths, but that's okay. Exactly. If, you, if you can think one to explode, uh, we can do that. But uh, tis the season to be thinking about how to make your lawn uh, beautiful and sustainable at the same time. Logic Lawn Care will show you how, and they are ready to take that philosophy and apply it to your local schoolyard or municipal park. They'll sit down with you and local officials officials, and discuss ways to make public areas green and safe the way they did with Skokie's Village Green. Lush, inviting, and safe. You should check it out for yourself. I wanted to roll in it. Uh, find out more at LogicLawnCare.com. Of course, there were dogs there, so you got to be careful. <laughs> or call 847-421-6500. 847-421-6500. Rick DeMaio coming up. Chicagoans are looking for ways to get healthier in 2017. Hi, I'm Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakening, Chicago's greenest and healthiest local magazine. And if you want to reach this growing wellness market, you need to get your business in front of our 80,000 monthly readers. Why? Because our advertisers tell us our targeted readers are committed to improving their health and taking action. They're looking for holistic wellness practitioners, integrative doctors and dentists, nutritionists, health and lifestyle coaches, yoga classes, green landscapers, even home improvement and energy efficiency experts. Our dedicated readers pick up their free copies each month from more than 1,100 locations throughout the city and suburbs because they know it's the best source for information about healthy, green living in Chicago. Call me today at 847-858-3697 to learn more. That's 847-858-3697. And check us out at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. If you're looking to invest in an electrical car or truck, make sure to hire a state-licensed electrical contract. The installation of that charger will require a permit in most municipalities. So make sure to check the ICC website for a certified contractor at icc.illinois.gov. You can also call DNR Services Unlimited. They've been a licensed electrical contractor since 1992. Visit their website at RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at MikeNow. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, mike at mikenovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at mikenovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please, support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at mikenovak.net. Your talk. This is your talk. Only on 1590. Your talk. WCGO Evanston, Chicago. Thank you for the comment, Lisa. Yeah, we've backed it off here, and, and I think that's a, a real good uh, suggestion to our, <laughs> our audio folks here. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show uh, with Peggy Malecki, and Melinda Myers is here typing away, answering questions. What, is she answering them on Facebook? She's answering on Facebook about removing poison ivy. So if you want to know how to get rid of your poison ivy, go to Mike. But I think that was a, she made Mike some Novak really, show. really good uh, points about that, which is... Uh, you uh, you cut it down to the ground. Well, you, you put gloves and everything. You, yeah, you got to cover yourself. You, yeah. and, and and sometimes you have to throw the gloves away. You can wash them, but you got to be really careful. You can't even throw them on another pile of clothes because that the oil yeah will will go in, on to the inside other inside out like hospital. Removal yeah, get one. rid of them. Cut the poison ivy to the ground. Throw away the poison ivy. Don't, you know, don't burn it for for God's sake. Uh, and then you can paint a little herbicide on a poison ivy stem and it sucks it up into the roots and you you know you might have to do it more than once but uh this is uh oh look at you look at her typing away 
All right, let's bring in uh, meteorologist. Uh, did I get that right, by the way? You Mel? did. Thank okay. you. Very well. This tell you've done this before. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, a few years. I've told people how to do it. I've never actually done it. With I've poison. watched it. That's done. good. I, that's good. I'm I'm the kid that was always in the poison ivy, going, "Where's the poison ivy?" And my brother would was deathly allergic, so. It can change, so yeah. you never assume. But I've been lucky. I Rick's laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been in poison ivy, Rick? Uh, yeah, Mike. If you remember, it was about I think uh, four or five years ago. I remember uh, I got into it. It was on my shoes, uh. on my socks. I washed it off, and I asked you about it, and you said I think you got to throw away the sneakers. And after I eventually went to a uh, skin specialist at Evanston Hospital, and he oh, gave no. me some powerful cream and medicine it got rid of it i mean all the topical stuff you know the stuff that you get from the store was not worth anything but i literally had to throw away the shoes even after i washed them several times so yeah i agree it it, it's one of those things that everybody goes oh well it's just a little green plant just cut it down but no it's uh you got to treat it with care you got to treat it with care and with a lot of diligence, uh, just like you do with the hurricane, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This, you know, and, and I've been wow. thinking for for two days, I cannot wait to talk to Rick DeMaio about this. You must be totally geeking out. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a catastrophe for Texas, but for meteorologists, they got to be looking at this and saying, we've never seen anything like this before. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and I think from a standpoint of from the visuals, I think you're referring probably to some of the new satellite imagery that we have now. The GOES-16, mm-hmm. uh, GOES meaning Geostationary Operational Environmental Satellite. Uh, this is a satellite that was launched about six months ago, uh, and I have a real deep connection to this because one of my uh, college roommates, believe it or not, is one of the chief scientists on this, Tim Schmidt from University of Wisconsin-Madison, and this has been his baby for 12 years. And when you start to see some of the operational imagery from this, you realize what happens when you have a commitment to science, you have funding towards science, you have a program that is dedicated from the top down towards science. Uh, And this has really helped a lot of people uh, get out of harm's way. The problem that we now have with some of these extreme events um, is that you still have a lot of people living near the coast that go, well, it didn't happen the last time. Um, it's not going to happen this time. And I think the forecast, you know, even two days out for a rapidly intensifying hurricane, uh, were pretty much spot on. Oh, my goodness, they were. And uh, I've never seen anything like this, and I keep hearing fo- – and, and I've, I've gone back to the Weather Channel and, and uh, <laughs> to, because uh, – uh, they're doing this wall to wall, and it's really fascinating. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. To, have you ever wanted to stand out there in a hurricane and with a TV camera on yeah, you? Yeah, you know what? I, I, well, not with a TV camera, but I worked um, Hurricane Gloria back in 1985. I had just gotten back from uh, Wisconsin. I was working an overnight shift for Metro Weather at Kennedy Airport. Um, and sure enough, when the hurricane was coming on shore, it made its way basically across central areas of Long Kennedy Airport which is not too far away. And once I was done with my shift, my brother who had stayed with me at night at the airport, or at least at the terminal, we drove down to uh, Rockaway Beach, and the winds were probably about 75 to 80 miles an hour. Mm. And it is one of the most painful things in the world to stand at the beach with sand pelting you sideways at 75 to 80 miles per hour. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a fun time it, to me. <laughs> it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't the rain. It was the yeah. sand. You literally couldn't see anything because the way the sand was mm-hmm. blowing. So many people think it's the rain, but it's actually not so much rain, but it's the debris in the sand that's blown mm-hmm. to the air. But, you know, per usual, the Weather Channel has done an amazingly good job on this. Um, but this has now gone from a wind event, obviously, to a rain event. And one of the things I always get questions on is something like this related to climate change? And I think the answer right off the bat is no. Uh, and the reason why is the Gulf of Mexico, while it's only about a degree above normal and the heat content is slightly above normal, hurricanes like this have happened in the past. So as much as I believe in climate change, you got to be really careful about threading the needle on every single storm relating to it because what happens is as soon as something doesn't happen, people say, well, wait a minute, what about this one? If you're saying that this one was related to climate change, what about this? The only thing we can say is that in a warming atmosphere, 
climactic events and weather events like this now become more extreme due to population and due to land use planning. And that's one of the that's one of the caveats that you always have to think about with climate change. It's not so much that the climate is changing, but it's how the impact of a changing climate is having on a population that's growing and using the land pretty much not to the way that was given to us, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. Mm. That's a, a, a really good point. Now, is this thing, we've only got a couple of minutes, but is this thing sure. going to possibly stall and go back out into the Gulf of Mexico, like some people are saying might happen? You know, even if it does go back out in the Gulf, Mike, it's probably not going to amount to much. Uh, what we've seen in the past is sometimes these slow-moving hurricanes, which is going to become a tropical storm later on this afternoon and tonight, whether or not it goes out of the Gulf doesn't matter. Just as long as the center is near the coastline, it's pulling in temperatures off the water that are about 85 to 86 degrees Fahrenheit. So whether it's on the water or about 10 miles inland really doesn't make a difference. The problem now is this is all a low-lying area. Houston has had a horrible time with heavy rainfall over the last four or five years. It's an incredibly suburban um, type of environment, and they don't really get a chance to have the, the floodwaters go back out into the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. So this is going to be catastrophic flooding for all of southeast Texas. 20, 30 inches could actually be um, uh, the, the type of rainfall that to get out of this in the next 24 to 36 hours. Wow. That's going to be the big story, not the, not the wind. All right. And, of course, uh, coincidentally, we are in kind of a dry spell here in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> You've noticed that the ground is kind of dry. We'll get a yeah. little bit of rain maybe tomorrow, maybe a little bit of rain on Monday. But overall, the temperatures around here over the next 10 to 14 days, averaging about 5 to 10 degrees below normal, and so far, this somewhat cooler than normal summer, only nine days above 90 so far at O'Hare, is basically going to be on hold probably right to the middle of September, mm. as it looks like right now. Wow. Uh, do you see uh, more rain in the future, or is it going to be sort of hit and miss here? No, no, no. This is very hit and miss. And you know what? This is fine. I mean, the ground is nice and saturated from the rains that we had earlier the, you know, in the year. The farmers love this time of the year because they can get out into the fields and do harvesting. So when you think about the people who really need the rain, gardeners probably need it, but that's what hoses are for. But the farmers <laughs> just about This is about as good as it gets from a standpoint of agriculture. Hey, so from re- that standpoint, things are very good. Real quick question. Any chance you can come on the show tomorrow uh, and talk a little more about the hurricane and what's happening? I don't think so. I have family coming in town. Oh, all Sorry right. About all that, right. Guys. Well, then, all right. Not a problem. We'll catch you next week, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Sounds good. All right. I want to thank Melinda Myers for being here. Thanks we got to do this me. more often. I, now I know how to get here. Yes. I can show up. It'll oh, be great. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Okay. Tomorrow at Chicago Botanic Garden Live. Until Nine then. To 11. 9 to 11. Until then, go green or go home. <laughs> Stadler? Yeah, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.